Hey guys, welcome to The Gag, otherwise known as The Gayest Gathering. I'm Joey. I'm Ali. And I'm Zia. And we are back with our fifth installment of The Gay Ass Gathering. We're all here. We're all still in quarantine. Matter of fact, it's actually just gotten like mad cold over here in New York. I was on my way to the gym this morning and I saw like maybe like three or four pea coats out. Bitch, it's like 60 degrees, 60 at the highest. So I don't know what the fuck we about to do when we're still in a global pandemic and it's cold outside and daylight savings hits because just pandemic and seasonal depression doesn't sound like my type of cocktail I want to be sucking on. Mm-mm. You have to get some bright light. Remember like Broad City when- um, Fucking happy lamp. Yes, yes. Get you a happy lamp, you guys. Get ready because this year is going to be tough. Yeah, because that's the thing. Like I was talking to um, my friend. He was listening to um, the podcast. Shout out to Steven. Thank you for your support. He was like, you guys all record together, right? And I'm like, no, bitch. Like We are all remote as fuck. Quarantine or not, we are already in different states doing this shit far apart. So we have plenty of different situations and stuff going on. Mm. But it's about to get cold, rainy, and nasty for all of us. How's everyone been? <laughs> I've been good. Um, I've been pretty good. Just staying home, of course, because, like, what the fuck else is there to do? Um, besides that, I got a job interview I got to take a drug test for. Uh, that's going to be shoddy because, like, my results won't be clear. But, hey, I'm going to work it out, and I'll let y'all know how it goes. Uh, for me, I think, you know, it's it's how it is. I mean, it's not cold down here, thankfully, but, um, you know, the floods are coming. Got a lovely emergency alert at like 3 a.m. the other day saying to evacuate if you were near water because the floods are coming. So, uh, yeah, I feel like we're all living different starting points for the apocalypse. Um, it's nice to have yeah, some right. diversity in the group, you know? Yeah, as if we haven't like been through enough of an apocalypse. Like this was kind of just the appetizer mm-hmm. for it all. I'm just realizing, like, we've already been dealing with, like, quarantine and the pandemic. But now it's like, yes, now hurricanes and then, like, winter. So it's just going to be a bitch for the end of this year. 2020 started off horrible. It's going to end off, like, probably just as bad or worse. That's my thing. Like, going to what Zia said, I'm, like, I need a sugar daddy at this point. I'm not about that life no more, but I'm really about to get one so I could order like a bulk order of like what like 30 happy lamps from amazon and just plaster them around my room like fucking wallpaper and just have them beaming down on me because girl (laughs) we got to be going through it as if we haven't gone fucking through it enough but i guess that shit my therapist gotta hear once i finally find one do you think it's all starting to go more downhill because the pumpkin spice latte got released you know what? <laughs> There's something to that. That's not a theory, you know, girl. That might be a fact. That's a good point. It was mm-hmm. not that cold in New York a year ago. Mm. Because the pumpkin spice, I don't know if it already came out by then, but I feel like the pumpkin spice latte carries some kind of, you know, death. It carries some to type it. of like Caucasian voodoo. Mm-hmm. Yes, voodoo. It. Not, yeah, not <laughs> it's voodoo. Yes. We'll it's call some it kind like of... vinegar because it's white. Caucasian vinegar. Yes, it's it's the vinegar. It's yes. Uh, do you know that meme of like all the white girls, the blonde girls with like the autumn tree yes. like, behind them <laughs> and their little like white sweaters and blue jeans and their scarves, just like you know, you know, they're probably just like spell all their names with a like I E G H or whatever at the end and stuff. Ooh. Kaylee, probably, like, yes, Kaylee, Haley, Ashley. Like, all spelled all weird. Those are the horsemen of the apocalypse. The moment Zia said that, like, the word, the phrase, the menu item, pumpkin spice, that picture just, like, <laughs> it's in my mind. I don't know if that's white people's fault to blame for or Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> or just everyone. Yeah, it's both. It's white people on Twitter, too. That's their fault. Also, am I a hypocrite? Because I'm, like, literally drinking a snickerdoodle, flavorly enhanced iced coffee beverage right now. Or no. No, I don't think so. I mean, I may have a seasonal pumpkin coffee creamer in my fridge. Not Starbucks, but I may have one. It does it. Listen, it it kind of does. That's that's why it's vinegar. That's why it is 
white voodoo vinegar because as much as you don't want it, you're like, you know, you know what? I could use the embrace of autumn right now. Let me go get some seasonal pumpkin shit. See, that's the thing. And, you know, all of us don't have men anyway, so that's not going to keep us warm and comfy. So might as well let that Nescafe 25 calories pumpkin spice creamer keep me warm at night because ain't no men in their cream keeping me warm at night because <laughs> we in a pandemic and the way this love life just be going. What love life? <laughs> yeah, just be as empty as the streets of New York in March of 2020, bitch. Such a turnaround from last episode when we were talking about engagements and relationships <laughs> and our marriages and whatever. Yeah. But like to remind you guys, like, yeah, we are very, very single. <laughs> very single girl. For me, I've been celebrating my singlehood this week by watching. I I've literally been going back and forth between Moesha and girlfriends. Like, I'll literally watch an episode of Moesha, then watch an episode of Girlfriend. So I'm on the same episode for each show, if that makes sense. Like, I'm on season one, episode six of Moesha and Girlfriend. So I make sure that number is consistent. And then I'll just, like, go and listen to, like, Paramore during the day and, like, let out my, like, unreleased teenage angst and sadness and singleness on the world. I still got teenage angst. I feel that. I feel that. You switch between each episode, girl. That is too much. Watch one season of one show, then go back, watch one season of the other. All that intertwined. That doesn't confuse you? No, because keeping me well-rounded, because I want the grown young adultness of girlfriends for a moment, for a good half hour. But then I want, like, the innocent, like, teenage love, like, teen angstness. Not teen angst, but you get what I'm saying of Moesha, if that makes sense. Like, I want to see that type of thing, whereas girlfriends they're talking about toe sucking on the first episode and then moesha she's talking about like being played on a double date and stuff like that i don't know i'm i I mean i'm just trying to get as much love as i can from both of these shows (laughs) at once i feel closer to tracy ellis ross and brandy than i have to any guy that just might be a thing all homosexuals can relate to but you know why have a man when you could have pumpkin spice and gay icons i guess that's true. Speaking of icons, I know Zia was bringing up something earlier before the show about a very renowned designer that truly deserves a world and is truly earning a lot. So there's actually a couple. So the 2020 CFDA awards were announced and given out. Um, and there was actually a couple of notable winners, especially because two months ago when they released the nominees, there was a pretty glaring absence of really standout uh, POC designers, specifically black designers. So they finally stepped up and nominated these talented ass individuals. And as a result, we have some really good winners for like some of the biggest categories this year, including, and Ali's going to come here and help me because I'm not fluent in French pronunciation. So um, Kirby. jean Yes. Uh, Pierre Moss um, was announced as the American Menswear Designer of the Year winner. And Telfar Clemens, which I mentioned, the Brooklyn Birkin, um, mm-hmm. was announced as the Accessories Designer of the Year, which, duh, how the hell could that brand not win? They're like, it's, oh, I love the Telfar bag. I don't have one, but I will get one. Um, and then, of course, you know, um, Gabriella Hurst is uh American Women's Wear Designer of the Year, and it was notable because she's the first woman to win this award since 2015. So, um, yeah, I mean, I feel like overall some great choices made. And of course, one of my favorite, and we don't have an Italian here with us, but we consulted an Italian in the pronunciation. We believe it to be Pier Paolo Piccioli (laughs) of uh, of Valentino, who won Women's Designer of the Year. And I just, oh, wow. For the marriage that will never happen, I would love to wear Valentino because it's fucking gorgeous. So, yeah, I mean, it was just really good to see CFDA stepping it up and correcting their mistakes, even on a two-month-old announcement of the nominees being like, you know what? We're going to look back and acknowledge these brands that have been around for a minute. Piermas and Telfar have been around for a minute, and they're finally getting the acknowledgement that they deserve. I agree. And I think this says a lot about, I don't want to call it cancel culture, but kind of calling out culture where, yes, cancel culture, speaking of that specifically, is kind of, I don't want to say gotten out of hand, but there's moments where it you know, crosses a boundary that it shouldn't be crossing. But on the other hand, it shows where, if you want to call it calling out culture, the reason behind it. You know what I mean? You call people out on their shit in order so they could fix their actions 
and then make things better for themselves and for other people. Like it's simply just taking accountability and it's good to see such a big corporation, if you want to call it a big organization like the CFDA, listen to the feedback that it has and not only nominate these excellent talented people, but also give them their tens and give them their flowers and give them these awards because not just because they were berated about it, but because they fucking deserved it, girl. You go to right. anywhere in the city, some you're you're gonna see at least five Telfar bags, girl. You're going to see one. It's no doubt the accessory of the year. Yeah, it's the accessory. So may as well reward the person who like literally is influencing accessories right now. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm glad to see that uh, they're taking, uh, I guess, like people's opinions into like perspective and actually trying to make positive change and progress. Um, I really wish that that's something that could happen in other industries in media sure. as well. Uh, but yeah, it's nice to see. Uh, but when it comes to uh, the CFDAs, um, I just think of like my only like actual knowledge of that is just like rihanna i forgot what year it was and that like swarovski see-through shit which yes. was everything oh. everything the um do my tits bother you they're swarovski crystals girl it, like iconic oh. if that isn't like engraved onto some type of monument in five years or just they should build a Rihanna monument in DC. Just knock everything down over there. It's old, <laughs> it's old anyways. They should, like, it's just such a fucking iconic quote and just moment. And the fact that it came from the CFDAs is mm-hmm. pretty cool. Shout out to CFDA for stepping it up and actually listening to what people were saying and taking the initiative to be like, you know what? We are going to prioritize nominating people who've been overlooked mm-hmm. for the longest time. Because although this is a really big step forward for the CFDA, you know, it's kind of making up for a lot of missteps in the fashion industry when it comes yeah. to black and people of color designers overall. So, yeah, um, yeah. it was just good to see everyone who yeah. won. Very happy. So congratulations to everyone. Good for you. Yeah, congratulations. congratulations. Um, and hopefully we all get ourselves a Telfar bag soon. Let that next <laughs> unemployment check come in, girl. Once it goes from once we get an actual adequate amount of money please from unemployment not this like cheap bullshit we've been getting lately <laughs> let me get a telfar bag i'll get you guys some too oh my god i hate yes, to say please. that's not gonna happen girl but hey you know let's hope, stay positive you know, hope. let's hope and let's file our unemployment and speaking of filing speaking of filing and fashion icons uh cardi b balcalise almanzar well she she filed for divorce from offset um, cause I guess he made her upset. Let me stop. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. We like just heard about this. This is breaking, breaking news. news. As we were, you know, getting ready to do the show and stuff like that. One of my friends texted me as every gay does. And it's like, oh my God, Cardi B or yeah, Cardi filed for divorce. So shout out for mm-hmm. gay Intel out there. Listen, I'm I don't surprised. know what I'm, I'm not surprised. I'm excited though. I'm so excited for her. I remember when she like started get, um, becoming mainstream and she like hitched her, he hitched his wagon to hers. I was like, mm-hmm. no, you've got to go. She needs to drop him. I was like, this is a boyfriend for a limited amount of time. This should be short term, but she kept it long term. She accepted the ring. She had the baby. I was like, girl, this is too much. Yeah. But I'm glad mm-hmm. he is gone. Um, no more wop for him, more <laughs> guap for her. Yeah. Okay, look at that. But mm-hmm. see, that's the thing. I I feel like, I don't say weird about this, but I don't know, maybe like, I don't know, just, I kind of, I saw this coming, but also at the same time, I, in like being a Cardi stand and stuff like that, of course you don't know everything that goes on their relationship, but it almost seems like they kind of got their shit together. Not saying they're the most perfect couple, because even me, like after... The moment that drew the line for me, Offset and Cardi, was at that one performance. I can't remember what it was. It was after she publicly was like, I'm done with him. And then he showed up on stage with a thing of flowers. I was like, you are going to embarrass her like that? That is when I was like, girl, no. But then, of course, she went back together with him. And it seems like they were doing good. Once again, from what we know and what we could see as being the general public, you know? So... I was kind of, I don't want to say here for and supporting it, but I'm glad, especially they have a kid. I was like, okay, they seem to have worked 
their way through it. At the end of the day, it's not my relationship. So I'm here to observe, not really judge and put my two cents. Because like we said in the beginning of the show, we are single ass bitches. But now that I see this happening, I'm just like, oh, well, shit, here we go. I've always thought that she would be better off without him. When they worked things out, I was like, girl, no, this ex- this relationship still has an expiration date, even yeah. if it's later than like expected. I was like, girl, this will not like work. Like this man, like as much as he loves you, he is not the one. And I like, no, that's from like a fan on the outside looking in, but like you could, I feel like anybody could just tell that that's something that was not gonna last. If something like that could go wrong and this like man is clearly toxic and was invading a performance of hers, like a highly publicized performance of hers just to apologize for being a cheater. I mean, that's why I'm surprised only because it seems like there was really clear moments in at least their their public relationship that everyone was just kind of like, mm, this is kind of a good time to break up or like maybe like, you know, it, there were just different moments that seemed like a like a clearer time for them to not be together. So that's why I when I say I'm surprised, I mean it in the sense that it happened now. Like mm-hmm. me personally, again, not knowing anything about them personally, would have just thought it would have happened like later. Like they seemed pretty okay. So that's why it's just mm-hmm. the timing of it is surprising, not the divorce, which unfortunately was kind of an inevitability. Yeah. Yeah, I see that. What I think it also is, once again, this is just us chatting about it. It's probably why they didn't do it before is that during all those, she was still in the peak of like the invasion of privacy era. Culture still a child, but culture was literally like a baby you know, at the time, now she's like a toddler, I guess, if you consider it. And I just think the dolls be having time during quarantine now, or they're like, you know what? I'm not leaving that house. The only place I will go to is the courthouse, honey. And I'll fill out these papers or send them to my lawyer via Zoom or via fax. And we're going to have a discussion that, you know, I'd like to talk about it. So yeah. thinking about it, that's probably it. Quarantine probably, probably it. did a number on the relationship. And it's like, OK, because like they're both busy people. They're both like famous and like have a lot going on usually. So it's like, OK, so the pandemic hit and like we're like in this space together, like more than usual. And it's like, well, that clearly can't be great for it's the relationship. It's also possible that yeah. it maybe allowed them the time to understand that their relationship is over, but maybe work out the kinks of like, you know, we're raising a child. And if both of them care, kind of figuring out like how we're going to do that together, even if we're not together. Because, you know, just because people divorce, it's not, they shouldn't be enemies to one another, especially if they have kids. So if it means them taking the time to responsibly be like, we're not together, but we both want to parent our child, then yeah, you know? I I see what you're saying. And with this whole thing and kind of in general now, like celebrities and divorce, especially with women, I feel like we get into this habit as people or some people get into this habit of like shaming the women for like, oh, well, why didn't you leave them earlier? And it's just like divorce in general, breaking up in general is not an easy thing. Divorcing is not an easy thing divorcing somebody that's the father of your kid is not an easy thing let alone doing that in front of the whole world when your job is to be traveling the world back when we could travel performing staying busy like it's not easy you know what i mean so um i don't know i i I, for anyone that goes through this process like and knowing it like i give them like much respect and kind of like their props because it's not an easy thing to do especially considering her career so i don't know i just hope people on twitter don't make it into this thing where it's like okay bitch now you've woken up it's like when your friend you know is so stuck on this one guy or whatever of course if they're not getting the memo you're not gonna beat them to the ground to it and shame them for it you're just gonna sit there and be like all right girl i'm gonna wait till you realize it yourself i'm gonna wait till you fall on your ass and you're gonna have to get up on yourself Mm -hmm. it's that moment yeah it's not wishing ill it's just being like you know what Mm -hmm. it's It's going to be a little shitty, but we'll be here for you. Exactly. At least whatever she's going through, she's learned. What I'm curious to know is that what she filed it under, what she filed it for, is it irreconcilable differences? Is it like, I want to know because, you know, from context clues and just from us being public observers and not being in the relationship, we're already putting pieces together and we're just like, oh, he's toxic or he was cheating. That's most likely evident because there is a history of it before, but I want to know 
as of what's today, September 2020, what is the reason why Belgley's Amazar filed divorce said, against Austin? What was the reason? <laughs> I'm thinking back to like when the whole cheating incident happened very publicly, how straight men on social media were responding to that situation. And they were like, oh, like take him back. He's clearly sorry and blah, blah, blah. And they were just like really, like real heavy, like negative on Cardi for like even questioning oh, no. not taking him back. And I did not like that narrative, especially from like straight black men and like i remember these men like what ti and like all these other men like ti were all like oh well he's sorry and blah 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 and i'm just like can y'all butt out of their business i feel like this is probably going to be the same sentiment from like straight men on social media yeah. that's going to happen again they're like oh cardi filed or like oh well how could she leave him like that and blah 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 and like the family and blah 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 i feel like that's going to be the narrative that people are going to be pushing um i can already see that happening and i'm not going to be here for it yeah, I I wonder if they're going to go through with it this I hope. time because she had that whole thing on Instagram. She says, I'm divorcing Offset, I'm leaving him. But I, I have a feeling that things are actually going to happen this time because she actually took the effort to go and file. It's now mm -hmm. in the court of law. It's now something. It's mm -hmm. not just an Instagram story post that's going to be expired in 24 hours. Or Cardi will just take it down herself as she always does. Yeah. So. So, you know, if Offset needs a place to go once, you know, all of this really starts going down, he could actually rent the Fresh Prince house on Airbnb, believe it or not. So, uh, Joey, what is up with that? Yeah, so Will Smith announced on Instagram Sunday that the house from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air would be made available for rent on Airbnb. He did a whole Instagram post about it saying you could rent out the house. And it's to celebrate Fresh Prince of Bel-Air's 30th anniversary, which already is fucking crazy that it's been 30 years since. But from, my God, <laughs> my fucking neighbors, man. Jesus Christ. Uh, I don't know if they fight in fucking or moving something. Jesus Christ. That was either a couch thrown or an ass thrown. Any fucking ways. The fans can request to book the Fresh Prince house for allegedly what it says is $30 a night. Mm -hmm. I saw that $30 a night, which is wild. So would you guys go to the Fresh Prince house and say, well, are we talking about like now in our reality in our Rona reality? Um, <laughs> Rona reality. Uh, that's a good Rona show. Bitch. <laughs> Fuck big brother. Rona reality. Fuck big brother. I cannot Fuck. stress that enough. Thank you. Don't get me started. Fuck big brother. We're here to start Rona reality. We're casting now. Anyways, COVID test on site, on set. Anyways, um, that's a good question. I mean, just in general, like say like you had the privilege of going or the extra $30 a night to stay in the Fresh Prince house, would you? Or would you stay in any of like your favorite TV show houses? Like, would you stay in the That's a Raven house, et cetera? See, now now that you say it, the That's a Raven house to me would mean more to me than the Fresh Prince house. But I think it's like cute that they're doing this. I think it's because of like the upcoming reunion thing that they have yeah. planned, that they're trying to like do something to promote it, which makes me feel like the current owners of that house, like, like I guess like are like clearly just like up for it. I feel like... $30 a night that's or a day that's like pretty low so I feel like there's gotta be some sort of exclusivity to it I know it says like just 30 bucks so like most people can do that right. but I feel like there's probably gonna be like a list or like there's definitely gotta be something more to it than that I don't know I yeah I feel like there's some kind of strings attached to it because the thing is for $30 a night I can't imagine the clownery that people would get up to in just any whole ass house especially the whole ass fresh prince house i don't know i i don't know if i trust those couches and bed sheets imagine like throwing a party be like addresses the fresh prince be... house that would kind of be like a serve that would be a serve a bit be like you know where the party's at just look for the fresh prince house i feel like the only iconic thing about the fresh prince house to me is right. like the front where uncle phil threw out will's best friend that's pretty much it i'd want to say the like, kitchen yeah. like the fire okay, i guess but like still don't care about it that much yeah. i feel like I don't know. I feel like it's not something that iconic for people to be like, oh my God, yes, the, the Fresh Prince house. Though. Let me do that. No, like I'll take a picture. In the okay, that's cute. But like, I don't know. I don't know how much that'll mean. Like I'll take a picture in the front. We'll do the little skit. I'll throw you around in the front like Jazzy Jeff. Yep. That's it. 
See, my thing is, is that I don't think I want to stay in any show's house. Like, really? as I, yeah, like I, and like, I grew up watching Fresh Prince. I have every single season on DVD. Like, I love that show. And same thing, like with that Saraven and all these shows, but it's like, they're iconic. And me, I think the Fresh Prince house, everything about it is iconic, but just because it's like iconic doesn't mean like I want to sleep there. Like, for example, like I think Beyonce is iconic, but I don't want to like have sex with her or something. You know what I mean? It's like, do you think it has to do with the fact that like you're gay as hell? <laughs> um, yeah. I yeah, feel like you're like, you're not, that's not an even or balanced playing field. Like sleeping with Beyonce. Okay, it like, kind of is. You made a point. It's probably the white mm. uh, voodoo vinegar in my um, <laughs> snickerdoodle iced coffee that I was just drinking. But mm. I don't know. Like, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, I'll just watch the show and take it. Like, what I'll leave it. Like, I'll just take a picture outside. Like, I don't need to stay in the house. Like, I'd rather just save the $30 or I'd rather just like use it. I don't know. I'd rather just put the money together and just go to a hotel where there's room service or just another airbnb like i don't know for me also like maybe i'm just like in my weird spiritual bag but i don't know i feel like there's just so much like energy like pent up energy there where it's like being thrown into a place where a show has been filmed at for years it's like what kind of satanic energy do you think lives in the fresh prince house bitch like what i don't think i don't know it's just like i don't know like it's a sh like it's a show you know what I mean? So whenever I think of like TV shows or production, I think of stress. If that Hold makes on. sense. So there's really no like house from like a TV show that you'd probably want to stay at. Cause for me, the no. first thing I, the first place I can think of is like, I'm sure it's probably a set and not a real place, but the iCarly apartment. Like, I think that place was cool as hell. That's some place that I'd like, like stay at for like a weekend. That's I feel a like that'd point. be cool. But I feel like awkward and uncomfortable just like walk out the shower naked or like taking nudes in fucking Spencer's <laughs> bathroom. Like what the fuck? Like how can I like be normal? In some place that I've just like looked at, I don't know. Like even, I, you get what I'm saying? Like I don't know. Full house, house, nothing. I'm all right. Like they could. The, that's a lot of people up in there, anyways. They could stay there and fill it up since it's full or whatever. I don't know. Like it's just like I love those things. Like I'm a fucking faggot that loves all these shows or whatever. But it's like I'm okay. Like I'm I'm all right. I don't know what it is about it. If you you know once Corona's gone in 20 years and you see me at the Fresh Prince house with Airbnb Groupon, don't say shit, because maybe I changed my mind. But as of right now, just like, I'm good. What about the sister-sister house? Nothing? I mean, like, I mean, like, I would like to visit the set. Like, visiting is a different thing. Like, going for a day, doing a little tour, that would be fun. And actually, like, having, like, a tour guide that educates you and be like, oh, well, actually, this room doubles as this room. And, you know, some behind-the-scenes tea. But, like, just sleeping and waking up and just kind of like being there. Like it would just feel way too like twilight zone to me And 2020 has already been that enough. Like, I don't know. I mean, for a lot of know. these productions, they do tend to be sound stages. So it might not even be the same interior that we're used to. But if I did have to pick a place, though, I actually thought I'd kind of want to stay at Regina George's house. Do you remember her room? <laughs> it was just so yes. yes. I like I'd I'd love that and then have like a scarily blonde mother come up to me and offer me like martinis and like you know because I'd rather I'd rather you drink what, what is mm -hmm. it what does she say because uh, if you're gonna drink I'd rather you do it in the house you know like like have that you know they could be like the concierge like having a hotel experience to live like Regina George I would do that. Mm. Hold on, thinking about it, for like the whole Fresh Prince like stay in that house experience, I feel like the only way I would honestly consider it is if like there's like a Jeffrey the Butler there and like, <laughs> you know, right? I feel like that should be part of the package or experience or something. But yeah. I'm okay. <laughs> I don't know. I hate the idea of butlers and stuff like that. Like, I don't know. It just feels like, so, like it would feel like a simulation. Like it would just feel like, I don't know. Like it would, it would feel like I'd wake up and have to open up the nightstand to look for my script and be like, all right, where, where do I stand? Where's my cue? Like, I don't know. It just, just feels like, I don't know. I, maybe I'm just like, I just like being in my own fucking house and maybe quarantine has really turned me into a hermit. But like, we will visit once the Rona's over. We'll take pictures. We'll do the throwing out of the house. But will I be 
sleeping there? No. Will I be sleeping at the Full House house? No. Will I be sleeping at the iCarly residence? No. I'm all right. I'm okay. I'll visit and take the pictures, but I'm okay. What if the iCarly residence came with Freddie? What if the, the Full House residence came with John Stamos? Girl, me and Freddie are not going to be fucking on that bench <laughs> of a sofa they have in the living room. Are you kidding? I had so many problems with that when I was little. Why are you guys going to make the sofa in your living room a fucking bench with a cushion? That should be outside for the balcony if y'all even have one. Like, do, do you get what I'm saying? Like, it's literally this piece of wood with a cushion on it. Like, what in the outdoor furniture at Kmart section is going on? But I, I'll take Freddie somewhere else. <laughs> You'll take Freddie without the house. Yeah, I'll take Freddie without the house. That's fine. He could come in my house. You're a hermit ass bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not. I'm not talking about the house I'm currently staying in. I'm talking about the other place with walls, girl. Zia's <laughs> 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 <Andreas>. face. <laughs> See. Clearly, Joey's not gagged by this, but he wants to be gagged by Freddie. So, hey. I'll be gagged That's by... That's the only type of gag Joey is right now. I'll be gagged by Will Smith, Freddie, all of them. Just, I don't need to be gagged in their houses overnight where they shot their iconic shows. You're not looking You're not looking for that type of entanglement. <laughs> so. I'll, you know, I'll do a half-off deal. I'll visit the house for $15. If it's 30 to stay in there, shit, let me go there for a day and I'll pay 15. Maybe I sound way too Egyptian and I'm starting to bargain now, but that's a, that's an idea too. With that being said, we about to head out and come right back with Gag Reflex, where we talk about a certain trade of the week. And also we do some research for historical accuracy, if you want to call it. So we'll be right back. We're back, and you're listening to the gag. Uh, let's just jump right in with to gag reflex and talk about the trade of the week. Uh, he is the third best Hollywood Chris. He is America's ass, and as of recently, America's dick. It's Chris Evans. <laughs> yes, Captain Cut himself. <laughs> yeah. So um, recently, a few days ago, uh, Chris Evans posted an Instagram story. And it was a clip that was like in his gallery on his phone. Um, he took a screen recording of it, but like at the end of the clip, like on his story, you could see him like swipe out and it went back to show his gallery. And there was a picture there of of his member. Well, people think it's his member. It was a member. It was a very nicely sized member. Um, but like, not only that, that's probably what most people are talking about, but what caught my attention was the meme he had saved of himself. It was like a black and white picture of himself and the caption at the bottom said, um, guard this pussy. On his camera roll. Mm -hmm. Is that big dick energy or is that a dick move? I think it's funny. If you see a funny meme about yourself, like if I see a funny yeah. meme about myself, I'd save it. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, it's only what, like one row away from the big dick. So I think it's, scientifically proven big dick energy you know the proof is i don't want to say in the pudding because there's no liquids in the picture mm. but the proof yeah. is in the photo That's gallery true. i remember logging on to twitter that day and like just seeing everyone talk i was like chris evans is trying i was like what problematic thing did he do now um well not that he has a history of being problematic i'm not sure i wouldn't know um but i'm like what did he do now and i saw that that's what happened and i was like oh okay I think I can safely say now, since he's like responded to it or addressed it, but he has not denied that it was his. I think I could safely say it is his. But yeah, his response to it, like he tweeted on Twitter, he was like, now, now that I've got your attention, uh, vote on November 3rd. See, and that's a great way to kind of bite the bullet. Of course, I bet it's completely embarrassing. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're literally like using this as content for our podcast, but like, hey, you know, but. Mm -hmm. It's nice to see that he bit the bullet and used it to promote something good. It's not like he was like, Captain America 23 coming out next week. It's like, oh, now that I have your attention with my Captain Cut schlong, um, mm. vote November 3rd. People were real, like, coming to his defense and being like, hey, clearly he posted it by accident. And, like, don't spread it. Like, respect his privacy and all that. Even other celebrities. And, like, I saw Blue Checks, like, saying the same thing, too. But, like, that, while I do agree, um, even though I, like, will seek that out. It, like, well, not seek it out. But, like, I looked it up. Um, but... 
Well, I do agree with like, you know, celebrities having their privacy when it comes to that, or basically anybody having their privacy when it comes to that. When it's happened to female celebrities, that's not exactly the response mm. that like social media or like celebrities, right. like these blue chats mm. have had either. When it happened to Jennifer Lawrence, I remember around that time, the fappening, that's what people called mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Like where all the celebrities really? got leaked. Yeah, that's what they called it, the fappening. Mm-hmm. Uh, when all those got leaked, like hella celebrities, but like mainly Jennifer Lawrence, people were spreading it everywhere. I did not seek those out because I did not care to see them, but I saw many of those pictures. I remember seeing them on like Twitter and I was just like, these people, like they, like these people really just don't care. Like they really just don't care. And I feel like after that, Jennifer Lawrence, like was a lot less public to be quite honest. Right understandably yeah that's the Mm -hmm. thing it's like if you're gonna say hey respect his privacy do whatever whatever like do it to to the to everyone that that happens to yeah Mm -hmm. and you know what that reminds me of is like i just hope that same energy goes when people try to leak black china and cardi b's pictures from when they were stripping or videos and stuff like that especially because those girls were working too and now people use it like i've seen even barb shout out to y'all barbs but also not shout out to y'all barbs for doing this shit but people will post old pictures and videos of you know girls that were once strippers like obviously naked or hardly dressed working and then use it as like blackmail or a way to exploit them and it's just like first of all it's not like leaking anyone's nudes is fucking fucked up but it's like these girls are also literally at their job and at strip clubs, it, you're literally not supposed to fucking take pictures, too. Don't touch, mm-hmm. don't take pictures, that whole thing. So it's just like, where's that mm-hmm. same energy? And like for going back to like Safari, for example, it became this whole like kind of good press tour topic for him in a way. Right. You know, there like, was no respect to his privacy. It was like less private. It was look at this. Yeah. Like, oh, shit. It's like, oh shit, like he's packing, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, yeah, like we could be descriptive and be like, yeah, he's either packing or not. But it's mm-hmm. where's that same energy? Where's that yeah. same energy, girl? But yeah, I just feel like the response, the next time this happens to like a, f- a female celebrity, I hope to see the same response that Chris Evans uh, is getting. But yeah. How do you feel about Chris Evans? Um, I'm gonna be real. I get. I know his face <laughs> because of Captain America, but honestly, like, after, like, what, like, 2010 or something, I just started getting Same. all these, like, white men in Hollywood confused. Like, that's why, like, I think <laughs> Timothy Chalamet and Ansel Elgort, not, and, and, the, like, I think they're the same they're, person. Like, I don't, like, know who they they're are. They're, like, the skinny young one, and then the buff ones are all, like, the white Chris's, Chris, him Chris, yeah. Pine Chris, um... Hemsworth, Chris. Right. He's cute. He's cute. And his thing was cute. But, like, I'm, I don't have this, like, desire. I'll be honest. I'll go out to dinner with him and let him pay. But I don't know if I text him back. I don't know. I just... <laughs> and that's a real asshole move. I know that's an asshole move. But I yeah. don't know. Like, he's, um, he's kind of like... He's like whole milk. I agree. Mm-hmm. I have a ranking of the Hollywood Chris's. There's four major ones that everyone talks about, uh, which is Chris Pine, Chris Hemsworth, Chris Pratt, and Chris Evans. My ranking um, is Pratt last because he's a Republican. He's a MAGA. He loves Trump. He follows like all these like you know alt right whoever. He follows Candace Owens and her trash ass. Um, and I know he's like hella religious. I remember when the whole thing happened with what's his face, the director of the whatever marvel movie he's in Mm -hmm. oh my god i forgot what it's called yeah uh that dude who had those creepy like pedophilic ass tweets yet like chris pratt led the charge with him and his castmates like write a letter of wanting him to like stay on the movie and stuff it's like really after that um mr religion okay um so he's last for me but he used to be first i used to love him before all that which is unfortunate parks and rec i used to stand uh then third i'd say chris evans because he just seems really basic to me he just yeah. seems really basic. Like y'all said, whole milk. Um, not, not even reduced milk, whole milk. <laughs> um, who else? Oh yeah, Chris Hemsworth. I'll have him second because I enjoy him. 
I don't care much for his movies, but I enjoy him visually. But uh, my first Chris is Chris Pine because he's been around for like so long and I feel like he's just aged very well. I'm sure he has. I just don't know which one he is. He's the oldest looking one. You know what? Zia, (laughs) I think I agree with you on this episode and this series of uh, Trade of the Week. I don't really care about none of these motherfuckers. I just like Chris Pine up and I thought this was a member of the Chainsmokers or something because this is what no. he's either, he gives me member of the Chainsmokers or Who is that? Looks like Josh Dumel. Oh don't don't you dare. Oh. Don't you dare. Not not Fergie's ex-husband. Don't you dare say he looks like Josh Dumel. My white Chris king. Pine and Josh Dumel look very similar. They look they've like got similar eyes. They have the same they've vibe. got squinty eyes. They do. And they've got the like little smoldery vibe. But Josh too. Dumel, cute next to oh, gorgeous. This, no, no, no. Gorgeous this, is going this to you guy's know, hotter than Josh Dumel. I'm sorry. Josh Dumel has like Josh Dumel has the eyes like the guy oh. from it, like the clown. Mm-mm. <laughs> no, yeah. see. I like him. I like Pine Chris. He's cute. Nah, Pine Chris, Pine Cone gives me like not pine he gives cone. me like like what I said, chain smokers, American Express. Girl, if he's if he's American, that he listen, he can be a platinum no. American Express card member. I'm here for it. Oh no, I'm saying American Express as in the failing clothing company. Oh, like American 50% off, always on sale, everything American Express? Go. No, not even them. I'm talking American Apparel. Oh, Express. Girl, what? Isn't that what it's called? The one in Times Square. Do you mean American Apparel? No, Express. Oh, express, express the press? Girl, express. Express for men. Express. That's what I'm talking about. You know, he kind of yeah, does express, look like an bad. Express cologne express. or something. <laughs> Thank you. That's exactly uh, what he gives me. No. He gives me Express cologne, and that's why Josh Dumel. This is about Chris Evans, and y'all are dragging my favorite Chris. Girl, you brought up your you started five this. white king disciples. And we because how can we bring one of them? Listen, we don't. How, how much are we going to talk about Chris Evans? Not much. So let's talk about the other Chris's that matter. That's completely fine. And I'm just here to offer my critiques. Uh, fuck <laughs> the other Chris. Josh Dumel is our white king, especially him and fucking Love Simon. Girl. Mm. I don't know, Josh Dumel. He didn't do much. Exactly. I love a bare minimum ass man. <laughs> Literally the bare minimum ass Literally man. Literally bare minimum. That's wow, my that's Josh my white king right there. <laughs> He's better than no. Pinecone. No, over Pinecone, no. I see I, I put my foot down there. Uh, no, no, no. No, no, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, Pinecone. Oh Lord. But there's some other Chris's I want like that like are near and dear to my heart, especially Messina. If I wanted to add the other two Chris's, they would absolutely bump down the rest of the white Chris's because the other two Chris's are like Asian and like Hispanic. So hey, girl, who's Chris? I just looked up Chris Messina. Mm Hmm. He was the he was Danny he was Danny on the Mindy Project. Chris Messina. I love him, my girl. Oh no, mm-hmm. I got a photo of him with bleached hair. Are, no. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> what? No. Yeah, no. I mean, there's something no. about no. him, there's but nothing good. Like, <laughs> he looks like the HR recruiter you have to do an interview with, but the whole time you're like, ugh. <laughs> Y'all are the worst. He's the HR recruiter yeah. handing your W5, and it has like a coffee stain on it, and you could smell his mm-hmm. like. Chris Pinecone Express Cologne on it still. And I'm just like, all right, get me out of this office. When do I actually start yeah. my first shift? This orientation is just terrible. Um, yeah, I'm okay. I feel like this is the whole Kevin James conversation again, but this time I am on my own. Yeah, it girl. is two versus a yeah, one. Yeah, I, I, I am on Team Zia with this one because, child, I don't. I'm, so, I'm actually I surprised, don't. Joey. I thought you were going to come for this guy. Well, hold on. That word choice. That word choice. <laughs> I'll leave the one coming for him. I, I'm, I've been dry. Y'all better not disrespect Christmas Eve like that. So staying on the topic of genitals, penis, and all the above, um, we've had this topic sitting in the deep crevices of our gag Google Doc for a minute. I don't. I think it was me that came up with this topic because I was very curious to see what you guys thought. But we just gonna say it straight up because hopefully people out there can resonate and relate. Have you ever, or do you ever watch porn for research purposes? I'd say that I haven't. Like I currently don't, 
I'd say, like, when I first, like, got to know what porn is for, like, a while, I would watch for research purposes. But when I got the point of, like, what it was, I just, like, watched to enjoy for pleasure. I don't, I can't even remember the last time I watched for research. I don't know. Sometimes. Well, here's the thing. Ever since I, like, went on a heavy binge of anime, I was like, I feel I'm finally ready to understand what this, like, hentai thing is. And for those who don't know, it's basically, it's like basically anime porn, but I never really looked it up. And I finally did. I don't know if I should feel proud of it, but I did. And it's interesting to see the the way anatomy works is so interesting. And it's shit is gravity defying. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's colored all sorts of ways. It's just... It's a certain type of artistry, I believe. Um, some something new, certainly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm thinking back to it now, and not too long ago, I watched like a couple animes, and then I thought, you know what? Let me see what like you know hentai is about too. And I was like, oh, so that's what it's like. Um, I don't like all the sounds. Um, oh not my only God, that, yes. but what, the ones I watched, I only watched the ones with subtitles. I mean, it's it's harder to find the ones that are dubbed in English because the most common ones are subtitles. So you're hearing like I have no idea what they're saying. But, like, you just kind of catch little bits of the English translation to kind of understand what's going on. See, I've dabbled in some... What's the name for it? What's the proper name for it? Hentai. Hentai. I've watched some hentai, but what I've seen more, and maybe this is just, like, a popular thing in gays or something, I've seen, like... And this is some faggot-ass shit. I've seen, like, gays take, like, a porn spin on like the Jetsons or like the Flintstones and like what's another one like Batman and Robin Tarzan Tarzan. and it's I love the Tarzan one and like it's definitely an experience what (laughs) like shout out to anyone if this is your thing but like sometimes when I watch that shit like I watch it like for entertainment purposes and if you want to call like research purposes just what (laughs) fucks me up and like sends me like what mm-hmm. Ali was saying is like the artificial noise. It's like I love hearing <laughs> like artificial, like squishy, like wop noises. Macaroni in a pot. Yeah, I love hearing the artificial um wop noise coming from like Mr. Krabs Bussy as he's getting <laughs> fucking <laughs> plunged and <laughs> fucked <laughs> by plankton or something. Like by plankton. Girl, he's a power top. So plankton's just sticking his whole body in and out. Yeah, they don't call him the chump bucket for no reason, girl. Oh my god. <laughs> what throws me off is like the unhumanly abnormally sized like dicks. <laughs> like I don't want to look at Judy Jetson being fucked by like this like 24 inch like piece of wood from Home Depot. I'm just like, oh my God, like I used to grow up watching this shit. Like what kind of sick faggot ass shit is this, you know? But uh, I love me some ones with storylines talking about regular life yes, action ones, yes. not animated You're ones. The only one that agrees with me on this. Yes, I love some story because like you know the storylines are ridiculous, but I just want to know how they lead like just like what the lead into like you know the action yep, is. Yep. And I'm just like, what is the story behind this mess? Like, for example, well men.com. But like most people would know them for the whole like uh right in front of my salad, that clip that came from men.com. Yes, iconic. <laughs> uh, I don't know where that queen is now, but I hope she's enjoying her salad with like, you know, with faggot free salad. I hope she's enjoying that. Um, but yeah, I just, I just live for the mess. Uh, I don't, um, I watch like many different types, but like clearly my favorite would be like the, of the gay variety. Not only that, but like also of like the, I just, I live for weird storylines. I agree for me, like the one, like the two things that I need from the scene that I'm watching as, you know, a film mm-hmm. expert here, obviously, is like, I need the line that starts it and the line that ends it. Like, so say it's like a teacher and student thing. Like, I need <laughs> yes. to hear the corny, like, well, oh, like, I need Do to Do you hear, want an A? Yeah, like, I need to hear, and then at like, the, end, the struggle. So what's my grade? <laughs> yeah, like, I need to hear the student begging and just being like, oh, I would do anything principal rogers to pass this class i graduate tomorrow and then i need to hear the thing after where it's like oh i'll see you in summer school or like like i just need to hear that line after the cum has been 
done and distributed evenly, hopefully, for both ends, top and bottom. And just the camera pans out and fades. I need to see those two moments. And I live for that scene. Or I can't watch like a seven minute little like cut from it. Girl, what is this? A highlight reel? No. Yeah, no. Like when I go no, on, I, I at least make sure the episode. duration is like more than 20 minutes. Because <laughs> I want a scene. I want a story. I don't want a clip. Here's the thing though. I sometimes struck because I mean, like here's the thing. They're, they're prof- they are professionals in their field. However, some are just not very good actors. So I just love to watch the shit, just the Correct. shittiest acting ever encountered. It's, it's And the thing is, it's so bad, it's good. Yeah, for me, like where I thought about, <laughs> like when I thought about this question, I like there's moments where like, I'll literally just like, not as of recently, because I feel like my sex drive has just been like gone. But I feel like there's been moments where I've literally just like pulled up like Pornhub or like something like that. And just like watch, just like as entertainment, maybe taking notes here and there. And just mm-hmm. be like, oh, okay. So that's how you spin oh, on it no. and keep it still inside. Oh, okay. I feel like as far as what I've learned from watching, I never really like go into the mindset of watching for, with the purpose of learning. I've just learned from watching enough just for entertainment you know what i mean yeah you know what's fucked me up too and i think they've even talked about this like kind of like shown the topic on euphoria is Mm -hmm. like you know like a very commonly watched porn type is like hardcore you know so agreed you'll watch it and it's entertaining to watch but it's a different story when you the one getting your pussy beaten up You know, and I believe they showed that in Euphoria with the blonde girl, correct? It was something like that. They kind of had built in like a standard of how to behave because of what they would watch. So yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Because that's happened. That's happened. There's been some shit that I've seen. I'm like, yeah, I'm a bad bitch. I could do that. Then when it comes to it and the guy starts doing it, I'm like, no, like, no, 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 no. Cancel. Abort mission. Abort mission. Nope. Too much. Too hard. (laughs) yeah i would say like a majority of the stuff i watch i would not like for the most part recreate some absolutely but most like no i enjoy the noises i enjoy like see like hearing the noises i enjoy like seeing the roughness not experiencing not as much to be quite honest when you think of the leader of your homosexual enlightenment, when I say the three words, Florida, <laughs> Hunter, what is it? It's like Florida Continue. Beef Hunter or something like that. Is it? Straight couch. Oh, hold Who on. Who do you think Sean of? Cody? No. Brandon, no? No, I'm talking about, all right, I'm gonna just say, it. every like Gen Z, Gen X's, whatever, gay is like first gay porn was the video of the guy. He looked like like he was like 19, 20, something like that. He's a guy with brown hair. He almost looks like Justin Bieber. That guy. Him. The one that looks like a mix of Justin Bieber and Zane from One Direction. Yes, exactly. The title, I think, is like Beefcake Hunter, Florida Boy. <laughs> Wait, I know who you're talking about. I know who you're talking about. <laughs> I have to do a fucking lap around my apartment. I'm out. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, I did not think you would know it. No, guys, that was oh god, that was You've seen it? It was back in the good old Tumblr days. Some videos may have been seen and not you watching it off of Tumblr, bitch. You are at next level. I mean, that's act. probably one of the most viral ones. I know I saw some a tweet recently about the guy, like about a month ago, um, that went viral. Everyone's like, Remember this guy? And they're like, really? Well, yeah, apparently he's like straight, like he claims to be straight and he's got this girlfriend. He's and I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, my boy's making money. Yeah, I never followed up either, but I just saw the tweet out of nowhere because I saw the picture and like I was like, oh, oh, that's him. But yeah, no, as that's one of the earliest ones I remember, but I've honestly only like, I know it for being more iconic than actually like watching it multiple times, watched it like once. But for me, when I think of like my gay porn enlightenment, the first person I think of, which not my type, not my taste back the, what my taste is now. I say now he's my taste because he looks very different. Brent, um, Brent Corrigan. 
Brent Corrigan, like, was, like, the one that, like, introduced me to all that shit. The one with his teacher, the one with Brent Everett. I was like, oh, Brent Corrigan. I was never into Mr. Corrigan. I was into Everett. Everett was my first big... Uh-huh. I was into I was Brent just like, Everett. see, my entrance into gay porn was from, like, the Brents of that era. And, like, Brent Everett, he still does it for me. Ooh, I could list off like so many names, but that would take like honestly an hour. <laughs> well, it clearly shows we know a lot about this. And if anything, mm-hmm. we say thank you to all you guys for real, y'all. Your hard work. Yeah, for real. Your like, work at keeping it hard. And like that, literally hard work. Yeah, literally hard work. And that's no like a joke. Like, like y'all put in work and y'all are entertainers. To all the actors, the writers, the animators in some cases, um, the marketing teams, the salads. Listen, listen, let's talk about something else in the genre of gay porn. Straight women and their acting. They do a lot for us, okay? They do a lot in the background. You know who I feel who I resonate with in the year 2020? <laughs> the straight woman walking in on like, her husband fucking the barber like in like gay porn you know what i mean like i resonate with that like, mm-hmm. it just feels like i just walked into something i really have no place being in i should have probably seen it coming through, <laughs> maybe in like january february but i'm here now and the person or the thing i loved is now literally being fucked by something really that poetic. i can't even possess so that's my poetic and melodramatic take on 2020 all right joey angelou literally the perfect analogy to describe 2020. Mm-hmm. It's always like Elisa or Samantha or something. And they're like going into the shower and the husband's like reaching out the door on the side. And he's like, um, I'm busy, but he getting his dick sucked. <laughs> well, we've clearly done our research <laughs> enough oh on this topic. And I bet we got plenty to learn and plenty that we've learned and plenty that we could teach you guys or that we've been taught ourselves. So we're going to be right back with Teachable Moment. Hey guys, welcome back to The Gag, otherwise known as The Gayest Gathering. And we have come to the end of a very, a very interesting, messy, but kind of typical episode of The Gayest Gathering. This is kind of like what you would expect from a show (laughs) called The Gayest Gathering. We've talked about a lot. We've clearly watched a lot and we've learned a lot too. And that brings us to our last segment, Teachable Moment. So for me, what I learned is that next time Ali, Z and I are reunited because we're not together right now, we all just need to like order food and just like watch porn together on TV and just like watch it and comment. You know, watch it as if, like, we're watching, like, A Star is Born or mm-hmm. something like that. Like, we could get, I don't know, we could get tacos or something. Salads. Yeah, we could, yes, we could get some salads while <clears throat> they're doing stuff in front of our salads. And I think it would be a very good bonding experience for, the, for all of us because we clearly have a very common interest in this topic. So, yeah, I just think you know, people should start watching porn with their friends and it would just be a really fun time. Something, something fun, something, something for the quarantine, something for the summertime. (laughs) Okay, sweetie. Mm -hmm. So, uh, my teachable moment is, well, Offset's been parking his Big Mac truck in other garages, uh, clearly. Um, When somebody cheats on you once, not saying that that's the situation that's breaking them up this time, but when somebody cheats on you once, just end it. Just end it. I don't disagree. Uh, So my teachable moment for this episode is that blonde men basically have no place on our hit list. And what I mean by hit list, there's like the hit it hit list and the quit it hit list. I'm talking about the hit it hit list. I mean, blonde men just, I don't know. I, I, I never knew that about you guys, that you, that we all together don't agree with the, with the blonde. I was going to say the only blind guy I remember thirsting over was like Chad Michael Murray. But I think that's just because I was young, unexperienced and in the closet. With that note, it's been real. Um, watch some porn. Just enjoy yourself like Ali does. Just take your pants off. Not, don't even keep them around your ankle. Just put that bussy 
on that Bed Bath & Beyond comforter and get yourself real comfy. Put it even on airplane. Watch that shit on your Apple TV and just enjoy yourself. We're in quarantine. We got plenty of fucking time. Shit, if your family not even home to you or not even quarantine with the family, put it on fucking surround sound. Enjoy yourself. And with that being said, I hope you enjoyed this terribly messy episode <laughs> of the Gayest <laughs> Gathering. I'm Joey. I'm Ali. And I'm Zia. And we'll see you guys next Friday for a new episode of The Gag. Bye. Captain Cut. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I kind of want to make that episode title. So intro it and, and Joey mentioned that. Yes. <laughs> All right. Let me ready, girl.